0: an undisclosed location in a basement somewhere in New York City, it's the Shredhead Podcast with your host, Oroku Saki, a.k.a. The Shred. All right, welcome, welcome, my mutant miscreants. Have a seat, sit down, get comfy it is time for another edition of the Shredhead Podcast. Starring me, your boy, and your master, Oroko Saki. A.K.A. The Shredder. And as you can probably hear, we are in the, in the jankiest part of of the hyphen podcast group's studios. Uh, We will be kind of winging it today. Um, The soundboard will have to work uh, its hardest, meaning my best friend over here will have to work his hardest. My main brain, the brains of the outfit, the homie, and the leader of the Krang gang, apparently. Well, more on that in a minute. My main brain, Crang. Crang. Ooh, that is going to sound crummy once we play it. Uh Yeah, so like I was saying, we are in the, the jankiest part of the Hyphen Podcast Studios because the Rasselcast Power Hour is doing overtime in the main studio uh they've been cranking out episodes and uh it is wrestlemania weekend more on that to come um as i will speak very specifically about one aspect of it uh in the middle segment of our show here but now um man i hope you all can hear those things uh Let's let's get right into it, man. Um, so, of course, I know I am your foremost source of New York Knickerbocker news, especially in the realm of boxed scores. So, it's been a while. Uh, the last time I spoke with you, I think maybe we had fallen at the hands of of the Dallas Mavericks, uh, 99 to 86, uh, but then we would rebound the next day and utterly destroy the Pistons of Detroit, 125 to 81. Apparently, Derrick Rose knew all of their secrets, uh, especially those secrets that would have been affected by the loss of not only him, but the departure of one Blake Griffin. So good for us. We were able to bank, uh, were able to cash in on that knowledge to defeat the National BA's juggernaut Detroit. Anyway, uh, follow that up with a very close loss to the New York, I'm sorry, to the New Jersey Nets. That's right, I said it, and I will continue to say it. There is only one basketball team of New York, and it is the Knickerbockers, regardless of how much pain they cause me. Uh, yeah, we fell into the, in, in the last, uh, the last few seconds of the game with uh, Julius Randall again, with the failed heroics, um, and, you know, hey, man. Shooters have to shoot. Ballers will have to ball, but, uh, Julius, don't feel bad about, uh, passing the rock next time, you know? Maybe, maybe we try that one, you know? Let's try it. Nah, I fucks with Julius, man. He's the most knickerbocker, knickerbocker to lace up a pair of shoes in a very long time. I like the kid a lot. Who is, who is the most knickerbocker, knickerbocker, uh, Crank? I don't even know why I'm asking Crank. Crank is just... see, see, Crank, I try to hold a conversation with you, but then you got the big head because you, you know say I'm saying, you got a new crew. <laughs> Shut up, nigga. Um, but like I said, we're going to get to you. We're going to get to you in a minute. Um, yeah, so so we fell at the hands of the Knickerbockers. Uh, we also tasted defeat at the hands of the Boston Celtics in a similar fashion, ninety nine to one hundred one. Um, then let's see here. Ah, yes, we defeated the Grizzlies in OT, one twenty nine to one thirty three on Friday, and uh, we will be playing the raptors and the I'm um, sorry the lakers the lebronless lakers mhm uh actually the lebronless lakers defeated the nets the other night and uh new jersey i'm just wondering why what's the point you know there's no lebron there was no there's no ad y'all can't beat the lakers without lebron and and at AD I mean I don't know about y'all dog maybe y'all should just pack it back up and head the hell back to New Jersey No shut up Krang. you don't care crang you're awful vocal today so let's let's focus on you let's no. see nah. let's crang crang all right, so it's been brought to my attention on the Shredded Post that the uh, most recent development in uh, the, the Shredhead podcast universe is that the fans of Krang are demanding more Krang and that we should... And furthermore, they're referring to themselves as the Krang gang. Now, Krang uh is this just you in the reddit what's up what's up crying is this just you in the Shreddit? um you know pulling a pulling a gag because crying you know you can you could always you know you don't need me to tell you that you can jump in and, and talk more if you would like but um you know dave home. Crang. Crang, did you press the wrong button? Because that does Yeah. yeah. Alright. Don't worry about it, man. We all have our days. Hey, no, maybe all this Krang gang stuff is going to your head, right? Well, anyway. Um Nah man, I will. I, I welcome that Krang. Oh, man, has, down. No, Krang, for real. I, I I'm glad you have fans. Um when I when when we started the shredhead pod uh it was my it was my intention that you would get shine that's why I always be shouting you out like that Crang. you you know you're my man 50 grand um but yeah man shout out to friendship bro good for you yeah there you go so uh ooh, we should make Crang gang t-shirts yeah, let's get them Krang Gang t-shirts going. If you are a talented uh, artist or graphic designer, hit us up uh, on the IG at... Uh, what is it? Oh, jeez. What's <laughs> what's our IG, Crang? Oh, uh, damn it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Saki underscore V-E-T-H-E-E underscore Shredder. That's right. Uh, Saki the Shredder uh, on the IG. If you are a talented artist and would like your art featured and obviously your time paid for uh, because that's how we roll here at the Shredhead Pod, nothing but the best. Uh, If you do work for us, you get paid for it. So hopefully... One of your ta- one of you talented artists are out there, um, ready to make a Krang Gang T-shirt. Anyway, let's let's move on. Um, what shall we do? So yeah, uh, I, I think that's it for the Nicaragua. About- oh no, well I did want to say just real quick, um, with 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 the the progression of the season, we are seeing. Um, the return, hopefully, to form of Derek Rose. Hey. But, uh, fine. I'll move on. Uh, last night at, um, uh, well, by the time you read, whenever you catch this, uh, at the time of this recording, uh, Kid Cuddy was on SNL wearing... Wearing a dress, you know? Um, No, nothing correct? All right. Um, He was out there in a dress, um, I guess as an homage to uh, Kurt Kurt Cobain. I think that's his thing now. I'm not sure. Um, But it would appear that he is, um, you know, kind of taking on... I won't say take them. Actually, before I start saying dumb stuff, let me. Maybe, maybe I run a quick Google, you know? Maybe, maybe I don't look like a dum dumb. There we go. Uh, let's do it. Googling. What, what will Kid Cuddy be on? I, no. Kid Cuddy rocks spaghetti trap floral dress In apparent Kurt Cobain Now, you know Fools was on the internet Like, oh, you know what I'm saying Black man in a dress blah 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 bah, bah Which, I, you know I agree with There being an issue with Um, trying to stuff A black man in a dress But if that black man decided he wanted to wear that dress Then, you know, more power to him, you know Uh yeah man, it's better than um I don't know man. What do I mean? I mean that uh guys like you know Tyler little Tyler Perry and um who else? Um You know, if you want to do it, it's not like a Hollywood thing, you know, they're trying to emasculate you or whatever. Sorry, I'm sounding like I'm I'm about to like my third eye is opening, you know. But no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, you know, if you're doing it, and you want to do it, then that's fine. Um, but you know, don't be let nobody make y'all niggas wear a dress? Don't let nobody make y'all. You know what I mean? Anyway, um, what am I just? What am I trying to? What am? What am I buscando? Ah, uh, there we go, Kid Cuddy. Anyway, yeah, like I said, it was definitely a, a tribute to Kurt Cobain, um, who, for you children, was a rock star back in the day, who um, made music that was rather, I won't say drab, because you know, it's, it's hard, but, um, Sorry. My only thing... So here's my true issue with it. Uh, If you're going to wear the Kurt Cobain... um, Well, for one, rock the Kurt Cobain, you know? Like, he he came out with the the spaghetti straps. Kurt came out there with kind of like a moo -moo almost. Um, Which... I mean, hey, man. You know? Kurt was... I, I don't I don't even know what that was about. Is that crying? Do you think that was? Well, let, let's let's play uh, analysis here, man. Um, do you think that maybe Kurt Cobain wore the dress because they were saying like grunge rock was kind of like, you know, just that grungy? Yes, kids. There's a term called grunge rock. Google it, or ask your parents how their teenage years went, and then mention uh, uh mention grunge rap. Rap rock rock, rock r- grunge rap. Damn! Wait a minute, is that what mumble rap is? Mumble rap is or, or uh, yeah, is mumble rap just gr? Uh, is like is that is that the new age grunge rock possibly? I think so. When when you when your sad children are talking about taking a, an Adderall, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm not I'm not you know judging anyone. I'm just kind of. I'm trying to flesh out this thought, man. Uh, either way, um. you know, it, here's a tweet that says, uh, if you're out here hating on Kid Cuddy because he was wearing a dress, and I'm sure there was, grow uh, up and understand that it's not only an homage to Kurt Cobain, but also him speaking loudly for everyone to be and love themselves for who they are. Maybe, you know, that's one interpretation. And that is by someone calling themselves Kid Cuddy's Humologist. All right. um, Yeah. Oh, also just thought it should be, you know, kind of, uh, you know, mentioned that Kurt Cobain took his own life tragically. So that was, you know, you kind of have to talk about that a little bit when you're kind of giving like a bad history of Kurt Cobain. Very interesting man. Seemed to be a very, very dear man. Um, he would walk into parties with his friends and say, here we are now entertain us. And then he put it in a song, you know? So, um, and I love that song. Uh, yeah. But if you've got time, go down the Kurt Cobain rabbit hole, um, and maybe it'll help you understand Cuddy a little bit better, if you care to. Ah, you know, yeah, whatever, man. Um. Uh, I, I'm thinking that uh, Kurt am sorry, geez, Kid Cuddy, and Pete Davidson also have a a a relationship of some kind where, um, you know, they they both are very vocal about their mental health issues, suffice it to say. And, um, you know, I-, I believe that like I said, they're very close. And that's cool, man. Let's normalize that, man. Let's normalize being able to, t- to talk to your friends about your issues, but also understand that your friends are not therapists. Right, Krang? Um, and that I say that to Crang because he's been my he's I've bent I've bent his ear more than more times than I can count, and I also still go and seek my own therapy. So anyway Whew So many that, that got deep much deeper than I wanted it to hmm. Oh damn um we also lost DMX this week uh and one positive i'll say because you know not to kind of not to really try to uh silver line this whole thing as we often do when we lose someone that we really really like um every video that's that has uh come up every dmx meme that we've seen you know there's of course the 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 concert in front of the sea of people, you know, that's always one. Um, There's also the concert where he did the prayer and then he cried so openly in front of everyone. Spectacular. Uh, If you can watch that and not have the hairs on your back, the back of your head stand up strong enough to support the weight of something heavy. I don't know. I lost it at the end there. Um, but it, if you can watch those things and feel nothing, then I don't know. I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I'm i a Gen Xer and I you know feel all the feelings when I see that. Um, yeah, man, that, that, that DMX was a guy who very, very openly, uh, maybe even ahead of his time with discussing, you know, Trauma, um, with songs like Slippin', um, you know, even when he says uh, the pain, the joy of a man who was never a boy. Jeez, uh, man, said that at the end of a song in 1998. That, for those of you who have a difficult time counting, was 23 years ago. Um, so, you know, the things that he has done in the industry... I mean, you know, not the, not even, not just the commercial success of the two platinum albums in one year and, you know, selling 45 million records over, I, I think that, I, I heard the number 45, um, you know, the, the films, whatever, you know, aside from that, just what he was able to, to give us in his art. I mean, there were a couple, you know, in all fairness, right, We we tend to paint people as an angel. Uh, Listen to the music. He's not an angel, you know. He's always... It's always been a running joke that he would kill everybody and then at the very end say a prayer. And uh, it was true. It was was really true. Um, But I would like to think that's just rapper hyperbole. And then, um, you know, at the end that was actually more... Of a mirror of his spiritual journey, so that that's cool. Hmm. So yeah, man, rest in peace to uh, Earl Simmons, Darkman X. Your your pain has now ended. Um. Well, that bummer. Let's let's move on. Uh, take a commercial break for the hyphen podcast group and we will return shortly to the Shredhead pod. Masters Shredder. Hiya puddins, it's your girl Holly Quinn, a.k.a. Dr. Harleen Quinzel, here to tell you all about it's like a podcast or whatever. We talk about nerd stuff and life stuff. And if you want to know what we're about, check out the Powie Awards, our 100th episode, Q and Slay, or theater from our butts. Ah! Have a good day, puddins, and love, trust, and belief. just keep listening to that over and over and over again. Yes, that's right. Mutant miscreants, WrestleMania apparently, Uh, well, part of it anyway, because now it's like a whole goddamn convention, but uh, last night, uh, as of the time of this recording, of course, uh, was night one of WrestleMania... Thirty-seven or WrestleMania Tampa, are, I guess they're calling it. I don't know. They stopped using the Roman numerals. Um, because Vince is obviously. I don't know. Vince, Vince McMahon is a weird cat. I, I guess maybe he's feeling his age and he's looking at the the, the Roman numerals expand, kind of make him feel older. Oh, I don't know. I'm I'm projecting. Uh, a sad white man is far from what we're trying to discuss here. We are talking, of course, about last night's main event of WrestleMania. Uh, Sasha Banks, the former, well, spoiler alert, former WWE uh, women's, SmackDown Women's Champion versus the winner of the 20... 20- 21 Royal Rumble, Bianca Belair, and they went on last, and they tow it up, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, Crane. Eventually, we got there. You stop reading your Crane gang uh, fan mail over there. Um, We would just like to... Yeah, you're late. Um... No, but uh, again, at the, the, the top of the our segment here, you heard Michael Cole, who usually says dumb things like it's boss time, or the big dog, or vintage Orton. I don't mind vintage Orton as much, but um, the other things, you know what I'm saying, eh, whatever. They don't sound organic. But this, where you can hear him say the first time to black women, black women, he pronounced every letter of the word in capital, and I appreciate it, um, uh, yeah, man, so it, it was just, it was a great night for the culture, hell, Bobby, uh, the big nigga, uh, Bobby Swallowjack. what's his name, <laughs> you know who I'm talking about, uh the, the, the big dude bald head. Anyway, he won. You know. Uh, the the guy who looks like a D's ass Lexington Steel. Anyway, he won last night. Um uh, and and but, you know, Bianca Belair and uh, Sasha Banks to close out the show did an incredible job. I haven't really watched professional wrestling in years since you know growing up in Japan watching Antonio Enoki, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, you know, I'd I guess I'd say Antonio, but you know, I'm really talking about Jushin Thunder Liger, Tiger Masks, um, Vader, or I believe he was maybe he was Mastodon over there. I, I, I feel like feel like he had a different name over there. Um, he definitely definitely had a different kind of run there. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm kind of from that era. So, you know, seeing this, again, coming into America and watching it with my uncle, uh, Oroku Roscoe, uh, we would watch, you know, I, I, I would see black wrestling, and I would see the guys like the Junkyard Dog, um, you know, and, a, a Kamala, you know, um, and then you had your guys like Butch Reed and Ron Simmons, which that was great. Uh, but then, you know, you also had Virgil and his chicken pants, uh, so, you know, you had the red and white striped Kentucky fried chicken bucket looking pants and, um, he lost every week, you know, when I was I was watching with my uncle one time as he walks past and he said, What that again, there for target practice? And I said, Yes, you know, pretty much, because he was getting his ass whooped by IRS, a man a man who does taxes before every wrestling match, apparently. So um seeing this, not only the black people, but black women too, not, you know, not playing, uh, you know, or, or the, not using the cheap heat of possible racism, like say a Booker T versus Triple H. I think that was about right around that, that might've been the last WrestleMania I watched was Booker T versus Triple H. And then Booker T losing. I I exited uh, immediately. Yeah, for real. Um, That was some real bullshit. Uh, Building it up with the racism. And then the racist guy wins. Um, That was a bad call, man. Bad call. Anyway. um, But yeah, man. It did my soul so good. And, you know, professional wrestling... For those of you who feel the the urge boiling inside you, who are screaming at your, your mobile devices, it's fake, of course it is, everything is. I don't even talk like this, you fools. But that's neither here nor there. The bigger impact of something like that. Imagine I, again, myself as a young child, seeing us parade around Reverend Slick doing the chive ass hand thing that nobody does when we walk. Um the the seeing someone dress up uh in a goddamn loincloth, smacking his belly and roaring as if he were some kind of wounded lion and then, you know, to find out that his that his name is, you know, I'm not even sure what it is, like Jones something. Anyway, that's come on, y'all. I actually think his last name was Harris, meaning that he's like a combination of his name makes Kamala Harris. So that was weird when I found that out. Either way, uh, this this gold, this this magical match, the black girl magic of it all. Uh, you know, them being black women and, you know, not trying to use the word girl as um, some kind of way to take them down in any way, shape or form, of course, but the term black girl magic, that also plays to little black girls watching this match with their fathers, hopefully, or their mothers, hopefully, or their, their, their families in one way or the other, you know, their friends. They're all sitting around watching not only a match that has the pull that this match had, um, but seeing the performance of it be actually at a high level, you know, uh, that the talent uh, is shining and not just the gravity of the moment, Um, going back and watching it in the future will say, wow, these women, they really, They took it there in just a regular match without fire or a cage or, you know, a pistol match. And that will be great for everyone. Um, So, yeah, man, hopefully they made the most money by main eventing, because I know how Vince is. Uh, He has a very weird payment program there. And I just hope that the sisters got their coin. And if they haven't, they just give me a call and uh we can we can make things happen here at the Shredhead Pod. Um yeah. So, you know, instead of taking another break, why don't we just go ahead and make a clean sweep? Um do I have a creden of the week. I don't know, man. I'm feeling so good after that that segment. I'm not going to make I'm. I'm not going to waste my strength on a creep of the week. A um, creep, cretin of the week. No, you cretins. Um. Suffice it to say, if you're being toxic or annoying or ignorant, Crang, just tell them. Jump in the a yeah. casket and yeah. get your diet! Yeah. Thank you, Crang. See, we were we were on the same. We were eye to eye. Um. I will say, um. The shred commendation for the week. Uh, I shred commend for those of you who, for some reason, I, I hear a lot of people out there being rather shy, gun shy about watching Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I would say, hey, hey man, get into it, baby. <sighs> Sorry, I had to take a sip of water. Um, get into it, man. It's rather fire. Um, you know, Anthony Mackey does a really good job. I know Anthony Mackey for some reason, has received some guff from around the internet. I don't know what he did. I think people just enjoy, like, hating Anthony Mackie because, I don't know, maybe because he was Papa Doc. I don't know. He did, he did a really good job of being a jerk at 8 Mile. But he was being a jerk toward Eminem. And, um, Eminem kind of sucks anyway, so we can, you know, whatever. It's two guys, let them iron it out. Um, You know, that nigga went to Cranbrook. Um, God, I love that. I wonder where that actress is who said that. She was gorgeous. Uh, Anyway, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. For anyone trying to get it or wondering if it's any good, uh the answer is short answer is yes it's very good um if you're if you're looking for them to have other motivations other than being captain america's friends uh it's there if you're looking for pardon me um there are no shining beacons of righteousness and i guess falcon is the closest thing to that in this story um where you know he's given the shield for a reason because he's i think that he would be like the only objectively good person in this show kind of like he's 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 not so much um you know, he's not tortured by his past like the, um... the Winter Soldier. Uh... He doesn't do, like, a slight heel turn like Sharon Carter. Uh... Surprise. Um... He, you know, also shares the sentiment of being one who was caught in the snap by Thanos, of course. So, um... You know, like... (laughs) If you're looking, well, not if you're looking, but the guy who is probably going to be um, the most root-forable for for some will be Falcon because he's the least at fault for anything that happens. Um, And then he's kind of mostly at fault for things that happen because, uh, you know, after all of that, because he's this shining beacon, I guess, of, of a person um he does not feel worthy of the shield and that starts the domino effect of some things that happen later uh we've all seen the um the uh great value captain america or john walker um you know everybody has shades of gray man there are no you know every every villain or everybody who does something bad has a reason for doing something bad. They're not just maniacal and, you know, the, the, the ooh, the, we want to watch the world burn. No, I mean, everybody has a reason as to why they're doing that. And there are, you know, there are stories where there's a place for that kind of reckless, um, reasonless villain, you know, and some of them are very good, you know. I just, you know, referenced the Dark Knight, which is fine, but, you know, it is my fear that once you do something, once something makes a lot of money and makes big waves and, you know, gathers a following, then everybody will try to copy it. And, of course, you know, um, with a lot of the, the the new cartoons and shows like The Boys and uh, Invincible, which I don't know if we talked about that either, but, you know, Invincible's another one. Where there's there's this nihilistic kind of view of superheroes, and well, you know me, <laughs> I don't give no fucks about none of them cats. But honestly, like if that if this is what we're telling our stories—that every every superhero is a jerk and they're you know killing everybody—I I don't know. Kind of kind of takes the starch out of you know, what i would what i used to do anyway um you know it's it's the old adage of with friends like these who needs enemies and well you know you'd anyway that's that's a whole that's a whole other bag of cats um all that to say uh check out you know give falcon and winter soldier a chance it's it's a traditional look at superheroes with you know, the actual ramifications of what it would take to be um, as right as you possibly can be, right? It's not the, you know, the old radio serials where Superman would come in and punch a bank robber to death and then, you know, fly away and he was looked at as a hero. Like, it takes, you know, real look at what it means to be on one side or the other of superheroism so boom i think i did it i think i nailed it um it's good anyway with all that said man if you would just simply look over there maybe maybe you go into your phone look at your phone and uh switch it over to instagram and follow us at uh Saki the shredder underscores in there somewhere, I don't know, maybe by that time, Ninja Vanish, Sayonara Suckers! This is a hyphen podcast production. Are not entertained?